0: And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 207 of the World of Mythbits. And being episode 207, it is also episode one, the official inaugural episode of Cooking with Tim. Today, this episode, I thought I would examine, have a look at the idea, the concept of writing for, uh, for a hobby, writing for fun. Uh, and then we'll sort of throw the idea, the question out there of when does writing for fun become not so much a hobby anymore, but a profession? Uh, I know that there are um, uh, a lot of people out there that dream of uh, of writing for a living. Uh, and some of the advice on some of the writer Facebook sites are, if you're writing for a hobby and writing for enjoyment, don't stop. Don't try and make it your profession. Because as soon as it becomes your profession, quite often what will happen then is it's a, a chore, it's a job, it's an occupation, and no longer a love. Uh, I know some people who are able to sort of juggle them both and and make what they're what they're doing what they love to do. Uh, and as the saying goes, um, if you can find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. So. Uh, Hopefully for uh, for many of us, that's the case, that we do discover a way of making writing a profession pays the bills. If you're incredibly lucky, it might even make you rich. Uh, I mean, there are rare occasions where cases where, uh, where this is the case, where um, people can make millions and millions and squillions of dollars uh, as a writer. But they are uh, very much the rare, the diamond in the rough, the very rare one percent. I think that we uh, we all dream of, but hardly any of us actually see. Um, fingers crossed that uh, that's the case for um, for many a listener. Uh, I uh, I'm sending good vibes out there and uh, and wishing us all good luck because uh, I think luck has a lot to do with it, skill has a lot to do with it, but being in the right place at the right time. And, uh, and sending the right story to, uh, to the right company, I suppose, being an independent or a, um, more traditional publisher. Um, we want to try as, uh, as often as we can to avoid those vanity presses, those ones that disguise themselves as, oh yeah, I'm legit. I, uh, we're, we're a traditional publisher. Um, and then, uh, then they start charging you. I mean, it's great. Some people have that opportunity, have those funds behind them and are, are willing to sort of go down that path, um, and can do so successfully. Uh, but for, uh, for the majority of us, it's, uh, money that we don't have for, uh, a, uh, a dream that, uh, will unfortunately be left unfulfilled. Um, but anyway. The, um, see, so, yeah, so I, I sort of wanted to have a look. Uh, I'm trying to put a slow cooker on at the same time. So hence I'm throwing in that, uh, that whole hobby, uh, of, of cooking. I don't mind cooking. Uh, I've got a few staples. I've got a, uh, a slow cook lamb shank recipe that, uh, that I enjoy. Uh, my wife enjoys. Um, the majority of the kids enjoy. Uh, so that's what I'm putting on today. We've sort of we've got uh, a bit of background noise happening, so I apologise for that. Uh, just going to the uh, the red wine wine rack now to see if I can find a good red wine to sort of add. That's uh, that's part of the recipe is a red wine in there somewhere. Uh, but I am hoping that I can find a nice good one that's of a good age that I will enjoy as well. Ooh. I can see here Petridi. We know um the beautiful uh Petridi family. Uh quite good friends with uh with the Petrides. Um here locally. That's that looks like a good one, the Petrides one. Uh also oh I have the Penfolds Max. Penfolds is a great South Australian company. Um what else have we got here? Just trying to think what have I done with my wine rack okay maybe we'll go with this one a nice Clear Valley Dark Side of the Moon that could be good from Claymore Wines 2019 mmm actually no I reckon I will go with the Petridis ah. although there's a nice Barossa one here too what have we got We've got H twenty twenty, we might give that one a little bit more time. Ah, I reckon we uh let's go with the Patrides this time. So big shout out to uh to Sonny and Troy uh, and to, to Troy's folks as well. Um and to uh to all the Petriti family and the Petri Wine uh the company. Gonna enjoy this drop. Gonna enjoy some lovely slow cooked lamb shanks. Um, but before we get into that, while I'm preparing all of the, um, the side stuff, let's quickly go over a bit of housekeeping from, uh, from our CEO, from, uh, Miss Stephanie Bardi. Um, oh, and also a big shout out to, uh, to Mr. Chris, uh, Chris Bice. Uh, thank you, sir, for, um, the, uh, the lovely Scotch analogy helping me to say your surname correctly. Bice it is, my friend. Bice, Bice, Bice. Ice is nice, especially, uh, when you sort of blend it with a bit of Scotch, too. So, uh, Chin Chin, raising a glass and cheers to you. Great to see the comments. Uh, thanking you uh you very much um, so from uh from Luper the uh, bit of housekeeping before we kick off um and start uh cooking these beautiful delicious lamb shanks just to mention uh Peggy Gerber one uh for member of the month for December congratulations peggy uh, i uh I wonder is that your was it the story about the, um, the, um, undead and living relationship and, um, the surprise, uh, the bun in the oven? That might be that one. I really enjoyed that story. Uh, but then I think, Peggy, did you submit a poem as well? Poetry seems to be very popular. It's, in my opinion, a little bit unusual. That, uh, there's a lot of support. I mean, it's great. There are sites like, um, trending poets and, uh, and celebrating poetry and that sort of thing. Um, that I'm aware of some great, great sites out there that are really encouraging, uh, the support of poets and the enjoyment of poetry everywhere. And I wonder if that is one of the reasons why we're getting, um, a lot of great, uh, support and responses. For, um, for poetry. Uh, but I, yeah, I wonder is, uh, was it, uh, one of your poems, Peggy, that, uh, that ended up as, um, piece of the month for December? Or I wonder if it was that story. I'm not sure. Uh, but congratulations to you. Uh, also, um, Book of the Month Club, uh, has just launched today. Uh, as of, I assume that was when Looper sent me the details. So it should be live now. Uh, the information is going up on Mythmart. So make sure that you check out the site, uh, mythmart.com. That has some great pricing. So, um, and I believe I saw something from, uh, Mr. David K. Montoya as well that the, um, book of the month is, uh, half price or free shipping or, um, let me have a quick look. Just touch base, spreading the word, book of the month club, Uh, join now and get the first month for half price. Uh, If you're a reader, please give this a look, share it with someone who loves to read. So, Uh, book of the month has free shipping too, to anywhere in the world, so... Make sure that you check that out. That's a great bargain. Um, going to be some great pricing on the website with all the prices. Also, the Tear boxes will be going live uh, this month. So I assume that's the month of January. Um, and we're gearing up for year five of the Open Contracts Challenge, which I'm super excited about, with some new surprises to celebrate five years of the contest. So, uh and then um Looper's just left me here with uh, an email address. Oh, not an email address, sorry. Website address. Uh, HTTPS double dot backslash backslash www.mythmart.com backslash book dash of dash the dash month dash club. So make sure you check that out or jump on mythmart.com and go to the book of the month link. That's on the page. Um, uh, so yeah, make sure that you do that. Do it now. Uh, you can even do it while you are listening to the podcast, um, and listening to me cook. So here we go. Episode 207. Um, uh, we are doing lamb shanks, uh, and talking about hobbies and what we, what we love to do. Um, and is it possible to take what we love to do? And turn it into something that can, uh, become our profession. Um, and what I don't love to do is I don't love to watch our cats fighting all the time. Uh, and that's something that I'm looking at at the moment, unfortunately. But, um, we're, we'll, uh, we'll leave them go. Animals are animals, I mean. So, and, uh, we are, well, we are in the middle, in the midst of spring. Uh, sorry, not spring. What am I talking about? We are in the midst of summer. We are um coming to the end of january um uh, for yeah the um last couple of weeks of January uh school holiday activities for the library where I work are in full swing all happening crazy times uh good fun um and i have i'm very excited that I have um Next week, I have my escape room uh, activity that I'm running, my uh, Jungle Temple escape room, which I'm super excited about. That's all coming together nicely. Okay, so I'm just popping some oil in the pan because I've got to uh, fry off my lamb shanks. I'm going to grab me uh, a freezer bag, a sandwich bag, and I've got four mid-sized lamb shanks Gonna grab a bit of flour I think it's a quarter of a cup of flour and I can see here I've got a big half cup measurement so you know what, I'm just gonna go with that I cook on the fly so grabbing my flour we're here there and everywhere I've sort of tried to grab the uh, all the different ingredients that I need. Oh, and just to give a shout-out to taste.com.au, it's the um, Lambshanks red wine slow-cook recipe that I'm having a look at. Anybody can jump on. Anybody can check it out. It's really easy to do, uh, and I did notice... Um, when I was having a look at it last night, that it does say that you can actually add onions to it as well. So, no, not onions, sorry. Um, mushrooms to it as well. So I thought, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give that a crack this time. We've got a couple of mushrooms left over from something else. So uh, I'm giving that a go this time around. We've never done it with mushrooms before. So uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're living dangerously. So just adding a bit of pepper, black pepper to my flour mix before I drop the lamb shanks in, and a bit more pepper. Salt and pepper are life, are the flavoring. Simple, basic flavoring. I mean, there's gonna be a lot more of a flavor kick from what else that we're sort of just adding the salt there. There's gonna be a lot more of a flavor kick than everything else that we're sort of adding in as well, but let's uh, add these lamb shanks to this flour mix. And they're a nice size, not too big this time. I've had really, really big lamb shanks before and I've struggled to sort of fry them off. So, but these ones here look like a good size. So let's get these lamb shanks open. I love how the, the supermarkets cry back them for us. These have been sitting in the fridge to sort of make sure that they don't go off, here we go, so two lovely looking lamb shanks, get that out of the packet, here we go, here's number one in the bag, and I'll do two at a time, whack the second one in, sort of shot myself in the foot a little bit. We went out this morning getting my son's passport details organized. We're hoping that um, with the school that he goes to this year, he's in the uh, final year of, uh, of high school. And we're hoping that he'll actually be able to go along to the Japanese, the trip to Japan, from Australia to Japan, that the school organizes. there has been... Um, Hasn't really worked out the last couple of years due to COVID. Here we go. Just laying that lamb shank in. Laying the second one in. And the next lot of lamb shanks. So we're doing four. I've got a uh, family of five. We'll pop four in. That should be enough meat coming off the four lamb shanks. And the joy of this, it'll cook for about six or so hours, and it'll literally fall off the bone. It'll be an absolute joy. There's another lamb shank going into the flour. And then we've got our last one. So there should be enough meat, I'm hoping, off all of these. That will be able to feed the family of five. I've got my two daughters, as you well know, who have uh, occasionally added their voice, men and boo, to uh, two episodes of the podcast. And then today, we've actually got um, my niece with us as well, which is really lovely. The kids get along really well, which is great. So that means that um, I can sort of fizzy myself in the kitchen. Here we go. You can hear a little bit of sizzling happening now, or I can anyway. I don't know if that that sort of picks up. There we go. All four... Uh, in the pan now. We're sort of having a look at um, what's going on there. We'll whack the dishes over onto the sink. Pop the flour away. Ah, my wife says a good cook cleans up after themselves and that is great advice. So, whack things away as we go. Um, I'll just quickly oh, give my hands uh, just a bit of a rinse. There we go. Okay. And then I'm uh, going to switch out of here oh, and onto the recipe. So, We've got. Doo, doo, doo. come on. Okay. Six steps, people. So we've got the olive oil. Place the flour, salt and pepper, and lamb shanks in plastic bag. Shake. Transfer the lamb shanks to frying pan. Cook full until brown. So sealing the lamb shanks. While the lamb shanks are burning, place the carrots, celery, potatoes, onion, and can of tomatoes into your slow cooker. Okay, so. Do, 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 do. Grab some tongs to turn the lamb shanks when they're ready. So we've got carrots, celery, potatoes, onion, and we've got two cans of 400 grams of Tomatoes. I'm just gonna quickly peel these potatoes and while we're sort of chatting about that yeah I'd be curious um, I, I'm hoping that we're all sort of looking at publishing stories I don't know if we're looking at um, paid opportunities find that paid opportunities for sending in uh, sending in stories are um, very. Are are far more difficult to get an acceptance. Of course, they're they're looking for more specific, more specific styles of story and uh, and that sort of thing. So I've been lucky enough to have um, a few paid opportunities in the past, but not many. Getting a few uh, drabble um, and flash um, occasionally paid, but most of um, the stuff that I have been paid for has been like ten dollars here and ten dollars there, and that's been for like stories of. A thousand to three thousand words. I'm finding where I uh, I used to be able to bang out a five hundred word story in maybe an afternoon, but I um, I was struggling with anything more like anything more than a thousand words. I found with more opportunities over the last year, I guess, that uh, that I've been stretching myself. be able to tell stories of uh, a longer format. So there's a couple of potatoes done. Just having a quick look at these lamb shanks. Let's turn to every season, turn, turn, turn. There is a reason, turn, turn, turn. I don't know all the words to this song. There we go. So we've turned the lamb shanks once. We'll turn a couple of times. We'll do the um, the top and the bottom as well. Try and seal that all in. But back to writing and back to hobbies. And yeah, what, what sort of hobbies do we have? Um, leave a comment. Uh, as well, if you've been able to sort of take that hobby uh, and turn it into a uh, a paid opportunity uh, and a regular geek. Um, and how many of us, I'm curious, are actual like, full-time writers where uh, where writing is all that we've done, all that we're doing at the moment. Uh, what did you used to do? Uh, I actually made the mistake. We had a uh, a writer. Um, an author come as a uh, for an author event um, just recently at the library where I work, and I made the mistake of asking the question, um, "When did you start becoming a writer?" And of course, as soon as I asked the question, I knew what my response would be, uh, and it was exactly the same response that I got from her. It was, "I've always been a writer, like there." You know, sh- sure that maybe i'm not being paid maybe i'm i'm not a uh, a full-time writer Um uh, maybe the dream is still yet to be fulfilled but i i've always been a writer I've, I've always felt like i've i've been a writer i've been writing stories since uh since i was a child um like many of us have the the stories have become longer and more complex and uh, and that's the thing. I'm just moving on to, i have done with the uh, with the potatoes. I'm just moving on to peeling a few carrots. I'm gonna add some, uh, celery to the mix as well. Very, very delicious and tasty. We, I personally, I don't know about all the kids, uh, but me and my wife definitely love this recipe. So anyway, yes, when uh, that's the, the worst possible question, I suppose, that you could ask any writer is when did you discover or when did you start being a writer? And it's like, well, dig down, we all feel like a writer. It's whether you're a paid writer or you uh, you write for a living or that sort of thing. but I'd be curious to know how many of us are actually full-time writers when when it comes um, time for a census or when you, you're asked what is your occupation, how many of us are actually confident enough to write? In that box, we are a writer, pure and simple. I mean, I'm I'm a librarian and I feel like I dabble in writing. I don't feel like I'm a professional writer yet. But where, when, when would I be able to say that? I mean, my, my dream, as I've said to others, is, uh, being able to, uh, rock up at a barbecue. And when somebody asks, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a writer. Oh, do I know anything you've written? And when I mention some of the books that, uh, that in the future I'll have out there, that they'll go, Oh yeah, you're that writer. I, uh, I know those books. I've read those books, or uh, I've enjoyed those books, would be great. That would be, in my mind, that would tell me that I've made it, that that I'm able to uh, hand on heart say I am definitely a writer, and it's not just a hobby. But who knows? I mean, hopefully that's in the future. Hopefully that's something that... um, that you uh you've already discovered you uh you've already got under your belt your family family name, household name, and not just in your own household. Not just with your own family. Just turning the lamb shanks again. really have the extractor fan on. We've got a bit of cooking smell happening around the house. There's nothing wrong with that though. I'm just finishing off these carrots. And I'll move on to a few celery sticks. And then we'll do a bit of chopping We'll get the mushies ready. Yum, yum. This should be good. Um, what's your signature dish? There goes the, the dishwasher. We're still very much in the, the heart of the house. In the kitchen. Busily chopping and... Uh, and uh, Frying or sealing, Um, having a a wonderful, joyous time. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm uh, I've got a bit of a smile on my face. Uh, I uh, I don't get a lot of opportunity to cook with um, the hours that I do at the library, but when I do get a chance, I really, really enjoy it. Whether it's cooking, like baking. Uh, Cakes or biscuits or or in the the States you'd call them cookies, I think, um, like the sweet cookies. We've got like farmyard biscuits, um, cockles, custard biscuits. Yeah, we've got some uh, some great recipes. And then of course around Christmas time I do um, like a honey biscuit as well. Great big Christmas tree-shaped things, and um, maps of Australia, and stars, and angels, and that's good fun as well. It's a lot of hard work, um, especially on the um, the arm muscles, as you're uh, you're trying to get the dough to the right consistency. That's always a good workout. Just juggling mushrooms. Let's see if we can make this work. Yeah, that's looking good. Peeling um, button mushrooms is always fun. Sometimes they just peel. I usually peel the the top skin off. Some people just chuck them in as they are and that sort of thing, but I don't know. Coming along nicely, people. Still going strong. But yes, I'd be curious to find out how many of us have sort of taken that idea of a a hobby early on and turned it into a bit of a career, whether it's writing or whether it's something else. if you can reveal, maybe uh, sort of give us a, a bit of a hint of how. So moving on to our salary sticks. Couple of celery sticks here. Might go one, two, three. Let's go with four, save. There we go. Let's turn these lamb shanks one more time. I think we'll give them a bit more than the five minutes that we're supposed to. But, sealing them off. There we go, sizzle sizzle, doing well people, and then after that we've got our onion, so it's going to be a lot of chopping, a lot of throwing together, Uh, but we're getting there. Let's whack on the slow cooker. with Tim. It's a bit like writing with Tim. It's sort of jumping from idea to idea, uh, not really following too much of a plot, just seeing where the story goes. I mean in this case uh, I've got a great recipe that I'm able to follow but it's sort of a bit hit and miss, a bit of a play around with the flavours. See how we go from there. Are there any of us, uh, any of the listeners out there that do plot? Um, I don't know how you will do it. Something that I find difficult to understand. How you actually say this is going to happen in this chapter exactly it's going to be so many words this is exactly what is going who's going to meet what they're going to say and what they're going to do and this is where we're going to end up by the end of the chapter i find that very very difficult to do but each of us has our own style each of us has our own way of creating that story um and there's no right and wrong. It's uh, I think the, the right is that uh, we keep bringing new stories into the world, and the wrong, of course, is if storytelling was allowed to just fizzle away and die. I think storytelling has been oh, something that humanity has needed since day dot. And I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. I mean, it's great that we have streaming services. It's great that we have um, Moody Magic and and such. But people will still always want to come back to stories and always want to come back to books. There we go. That's our lamb shanks done and then we'll move on to the chopping Oops. just chop away nice big chunky there we go those potatoes, chop them up. Big chunky bits. Yeah, that's good. I've gone about a couple of inches each one, just so that when it does come out of the slow cooker, it's still got a bit of shape. You can sort of see it's not just mush, you can sort of see that it was once a potato. And what I love about slow cook as well, and the fact that you're just sort of all, chucking it all in and letting it bubble away, letting those flavors mush together, beautiful thing like sort of throwing a couple of characters into a scenario, and uh, and just letting it boil and bubble away, uh, and do its own thing, do what it wants to do. It's uh, it's a real joy to discover what ha- what uh, what result comes out of the pot in the end. That's the way I like to uh, to create my stories. Okay. Um, and also make sure that you do uh, jump online. Make sure that you do check out Myth Mart. Um, uh, so Steph is coming up with some amazing, uh, interesting ways to uh, to reboot the company. Uh, I mean, uh, Dave and everybody have done a, a fantastic job so far, but I think it's wonderful that we've sort of brought in Steph for um for a fresh new look, fresh new ideas. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, giving the um Open Contracts Challenge another go. Uh I know that um we're uh, many of us are probably uh, excited looking forward to um, to giving that uh another shot. Um congratulations to the winners thus far. Uh, I reckon I've I'm just chopping up some carrots now. I reckon I've only just sort of stumbled onto the competition uh the last probably 2 years so there's been a couple of years where I've missed out but I'm uh, I'm definitely wanting to make up for lost time. So uh make sure if this is your first year of entering or even if you've entered for um for all five even if you've won it before. Give give it a go. I mean, I don't think you can enter um, if you've won it last year. So you've got to give it at least a year's break. I don't think that you can win it multiple years in a row. Uh, Oh, just lost a piece of capital. That's right. Oh shh. Just oh. Rinse that off now. uh, I'm sure that none of my family actually listen to the podcast, so uh, they have no idea. But anyway, while I'm oh, almost lost another piece of carrot, while I am uh, deep in the process of cooking here, and focusing madly on that. Oh, uh, you know what? Focus in. Focus. There we go. I'm not meant to podcast and chop at the same time. Or maybe I just need. I've got this tiny, teeny little. Um, it's about half the size of a normal chopping board, or the normal size chopping boards that we've got here at home. And uh, I'm trying to chop potatoes and carrots. And mushrooms, and uh, I haven't even started on the celery. All on the one little board, so <laughs> that's not going to work. Da-da-da. Here we go, almost finished with the carrots. Here we go, and three, two, one, None. Carrots are done. And then, on to the story That's the last thing. Give that a bit of a ruin style. Okay, I reckon time for a second chopping board. Jump. And I'd be curious to know too, if you can leave comments, uh, for, uh, for me and for other readers too. Um, how is it that we find out about opportunities for publishing? Um, there are a whole heap of opportunities out there. It's a, a wonderful time, as I keep saying, wonderful time to be a writer. There's, uh, so many opportunities. To write and get published. But how do we find out about these opportunities? I know um, I've got a, uh, an email, um, Authors Publish, that comes to me quite regularly, which, uh, which more often than not I find has opportunities that don't suit my writing style or don't suit the things that I have ready. Uh, and I don't have a lot of time to get something ready by the time I discover the, uh, the opportunities that are there. But, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be curious, and I'm sure a lot of us are curious to know, how do we find out? And I mean, it's wonderful that, um, that, uh, fellow authors, um, friends that we've managed to make within the author uh, the writer network um, are wonderful enough to um, to make others aware of opportunities, and then of course you uh, you see too um, there are um, Facebook posts that appear to say oh, I've had such and such accepted, and you sort of you check out that particular company or that particular call, and um, Sometimes you can find that they're still open and you do have the perfect story sort of waiting to send. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. Just smashing through the celery here. Almost done with my cutting. And um, I might say, let's finish it up here and actually say you know what if you feel brave go check out taste.com taste.com.au I think it might be an Australian site but anyway um, slow cook lamb shanks with red wine and uh, see if um, you come up with the same recipe that I discovered uh, and give it a go if you haven't before Um, in my opinion it is Delicious, and it's a great excuse to open up a nice bottle of red wine too. And I don't know about you, but any opportunity to open up a nice bottle of red wine, I will take any day of the week. So while I'm uh, I'm doing that and I'm trying to clean up my mess as I go along, uh, I might sign off and say, "See you later. Good luck with the writing. Good luck with getting paid to publish." That's uh, very exciting uh, for any any writer, uh, and those of you who are brave enough, good luck with the um, the slow cooker. Hopefully, it's something that you will try as you're listening to the podcast, or um, give it a couple of listens and uh, yeah, see if you can follow along with the, with the recipe. Um, happy writing, happy cooking, uh, and happy hobbying. And I don't know if you caught that. That was my uh, my son who uh, has the hobby of network gaming with his friends. So uh, <laughs> that was him and his network gaming. But we'll say see you later. Bye for now. Uh, until next time, that's Tim signing off from uh, episode 207 of The World of Mythbits and episode 1 of Cooking with Tim.